0: Don't talk to I'm sorry. I Let's get
1: this is the grim fix podcast welcome 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 once again i am a host david i am with my co-host jr and charles in the building up everyone This is the Grim Fix podcast. If you have not done so yet, now is a great time for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, to subscribe to the podcast, to follow, to drop a review, to give us as much stars you can give us a great review. Tell the world how great and amazing we are, how much we brighten your day, bringing you grim content. Oxymoron right there. (laughs) Uh, yeah, uh, that's about it. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook also as the Grim Fix podcast. I remind you if you have any stories, paranormal stories, crime stories, murder, mystery stories, anything weird, I don't know, we want to hear it all. And who knows, maybe you might be, uh, our next topic. So, yeah, you can drop us a line at the at gmail.com. So let's get the show started. All right, yeah, 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 And I'll put the French fries to try. like French fries, right? When, when I put the clapping. <laughs> so, cue the French fries sound effects. Um, first, we want to start by saying I hope everyone had a safe but fun Halloween. I did absolutely nothing. <laughs>
2: Join the club. We all did nothing. I did. I think. You know what's crazy? Yep.
1: I spent since September through October, technically almost every day watching a different horror movie. Right. <laughs> and I saved. Halloween one because my wife, that's the only one she'll watch with me. And we always watch it on Halloween day.
2: Which so on the watch original?
1: It? Yeah, the original one. And we didn't watch it. We remembered it was like 930. She was like, oh, shit, we didn't watch Halloween. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't want to watch it now. So, yeah,
2: but you I did watch little, uh, Halloween three one.
1: I did watch Halloween three. Um, I'm liking it less as I watch it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: It still is. It's like a guilty. Ple- I mean, listen, I can't say here the movie's great because in reality, it's really not. Again, like we explained in the last episode. It's not really the movie in itself. It, it is a, an original idea, in my opinion. It's just the fact that they made it a part three to a part one and two of a mass murder. And then they put this as a part three. So like we said, it would have been better if it was just Halloween season of the witch. Perfect. Perfect um, so it's like a guilty pleasure. The movie, I know, is not really that great, but I did watch it. I did watch Halloween 1, Rob Zombie version.
2: Best one. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, I don't like part two, so I watched. No, part... They should
2: have just left it at one.
1: You know what I uh. don't like about part two? The production. I'm not going to say that the movie is bad. The production of it. The camera. See, now that you saw that episode. You guys all saw. Game of Thrones, right? When they had the big battle. Right. That would have been such an epic, epic, epic episode if the production wouldn't have been so shitty. It was too fucking dark. The camera was too close at some points. And you can't really understand what's happening.
2: The switching of the back and forth, like, quickly? Yes. Horrible.
1: So that was my issue with Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie version. I feel like the camera was too close at some points. And it was too dark. Too so shaky. You, huh? Too shaky. And Shaky Cam is never great. I fucking hate Shaky Cam no matter what. That's why I couldn't get through VHS. Oh. I watched VHS. <laughs> I watched the first, based on Charles' recommendation. He said, and I quote, it's a really great movie.
0: It is. <laughs>
2: Hey, we all three have different likes, so we gotta give them
1: that one. So you guys as the public, right? You guys have the power to comment on all the times we've heard Charles say it's a really great movie. I want you to watch those movies and then drop a the comment. Please, please. But, <laughs> I did I started watching VHS and like I said, it it looks like a bunch of like White boys having white boy fun. And then the shaky cam, the shaky cam was so annoying to me. Like, as I kept watching, it wasn't even the movie. It was just the shaky cam. I feel like it started getting me angry.
0: And I had to turn okay. it off. Like, I had to turn it
1: off. I got as far as them finding the dead guy.
0: Oh, my God. You didn't even watch the first tape. No, I, I... <laughs> I think eventually I will watch it. So, you didn't give it a chance then? I, I have it on, on list so to watch it. So. so, you're saying that you didn't give it a chance? I'm saying that for
1: what I saw till now, <laughs> it's it just fucking annoying. <laughs> it, it got me. I, I don't think I've ever had a movie get me angry
0: <laughs>
1: like that. I'm telling you, like, I was legit. <laughs> Getting upset watching it and I was like, I don't Wanna
2: mean push it to the TV. But so I, I just turned
1: it off. But I, I think eventually I will finish watching it. Uh, and also the issue I was having is I think I was watching it on it was either Pluto, Crackle, one of those free Because they don't have it on Netflix, they don't have it on I couldn't find it on cinema.
0: I think they have it on Shudder. I'm not sure.
1: So I don't have shutter. So I did look up one of these free ones and I started watching and there was like a ton of commercials so it just made it even worse. Oh. So um yeah. See one thing I like about like Peacock, Peacock I have the version that you have commercials. But what they do with a movie is they'll play like 3 or 4 commercials before the movie starts. Once the movie starts that's it you're watching it through and through. Okay. And then um, you know, like these uh, fair. like Pluto and Crackle and all these other free ones, they play commercials like in the most annoying places. So Papa Bats.
2: Yes. And what I was watching Wow, and I regret it. But it was <laughs> yeah, way back, it's um class of Newcomb High. Wow. I don't know if you ever remember that one. I
1: kind of remember the name. I don't remember. School next
2: to this um this energy plant, they have a leakage.
1: Isn't that with the Toxic Avenger? No. no. <laughs> What's Axis, the name of it? Toxic
2: Avengers separate. <laughs>
1: what was the name of it? Blast of Nukem High?
2: It's the class of Newcomb High. I think it is. Oh, class. Yeah. Uh,
0: oh, wow. De que año es eso? I think
2: it's
1: 80. Newcomb High. Has to be an 80s movie, right? 1986.
0: 86. 1986.
1: The pupils at a high school next to a nuclear power plant start acting and looking strange after buying contaminated drugs from a plant worker. Oh wow! Yeah, they were crazy.
2: growing weed next to a freaking <laughs> uh, energy plant.
1: Wow, this looks so terrible. The, the leak
2: it just made the weed like re- weird reaction and made the one guy just turn like into a C- incredible Hulk sort-, sort of version.
1: So those of you know. who are watching on YouTube, you will see the poster of.
2: Horrible. It's <laughs> horrible no, it's, acting. It looks,
1: it looks bad. Oh,
2: yes, it is. <laughs> horrible acting, horrible script.
1: Let me say the class of Newcomb. All right. So yeah, um, I did watch that. I did watch, I usually watch. I usually watch for every Halloween. I always watch Halloween three, Halloween mm. one, and Halloween one, the original one. I always watch Nightmare Before Christmas. I always watch Beetlejuice.
2: You know they're coming out with part two, right? Yeah, they're
1: supposed to be making a remake to it. I don't know. Like, oh, it's, 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 a, it's a part two. two with
2: Johnny Depp. But the original cast is coming out. Michael Keaton as as Beetlejuice. Winona Ryder. Nice. I'm guessing she's going to come out. Lydia. But I'm guessing like the whole story behind... I'm guessing the haunting of Beetlejuice would be Johnny Depp, you know, his house or whatever it is, you know.
1: So is it a prequel?
2: No, no, no. I don't think it's a prequel. Oh,
1: I know they're coming out also this month comes out. um, What? you? Oh, my God. uh, Christmas. Christmas story. I think it is. Christmas story, is it? The one with the kid, everybody remembers the scene of the kid. Oh, yeah, with the, the kid, the
2: blonde kid with the glasses.
1: Yeah, so. Oh, well.
2: <laughs> uh, That's the famous movie that they give here on Channel 4. Yeah, Christmas like, Story. Repetitively, Like, every freaking year.
1: So, Christmas Story, they're coming out with a part two. It takes place 40 years later. It's actually the same kid. Now he's in his 50s. Okay. And the the funny thing is that movie originally came out in 1983, mm-hmm. but in the movie it takes place in the 1940s. I think 1942. Yeah. Right. So now the new one is 40 years later, takes place in 1983. Okay. And now you know. So uh, yeah. All right. So um we decided to do this episode on a different topic it's sort of a delicate topic i want to say cuz it does get very gruesome and i mean we we do find it very interesting these gruesome stories but when it comes to this type of stories it gets a little iffy i was i was well not trying i did i started watching Uh, so anyway before I I say what I was watching we want to talk about kids who have been killers basically I don't want to say killer kids because that's the name of a series Mm -hmm. but yeah kids who have killed granted when we say kids it's basically I want to say what to like 18 they're considered kids even before 18
2: yeah 18 I think they're probably adults Adults.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, under 18 um, kids who have killed have killed other kids who have killed other people, have killed adults, their parents, so on and so forth. Not necessarily serial killers, which we have. I mean, we usually talk about serial killers, but uh, yeah, I found it very interesting. We decided to each of us look for just a few cases. Um, this will be a two-part series because Jr. is in Plans of Moving, so he will not be available for the taping of the next episode, so we decided we're going to do two episodes, and you guys can enjoy two-part series Till the next time. Hopefully, <laughs> the next time we see him, he will be in the United States. United
0: United
1: <laughs> so um yeah so I started watching because I do remember there was a series in Netflix I don't remember the name I could have sworn it was Killer Kids but it's not because the one I found is actually there's a few seasons and that one was just like a documentary Um, But they don't have it in Netflix as Netflix keeps getting more and more PC. They keep eliminating all this strong content. So other platforms have adapted it. Basically, Hulu has taken everything that Netflix won't show. So I decided to check. I started looking and I found it on the app Pluto. No, this is not a paid uh, announcement. This is not a commercial. This is not an ad, but it's how I found it. I found it on Pluto app, and I've started watching it. So, so far, every episode has two cases. I've watched two episodes, so I've saw four cases. Out of those four cases, I think two of them were very interesting. They're not cases that I have here, but I'd like to mention them because I found them very interesting. Maybe it could be something that we can later on, like, look into. So. I've we each basically have like a list of cases. These will be brief summaries. We're not going to go into these like, you know, gruesome details. But we will give you a brief summary. We will give you the name of the case and you can look for it and entertain yourself. That's what you're looking for. Or you can read up on them. You can read the updates and whatnot and so on and so forth. All right, so let's get it started. Who wants to go first?
2: Well, I guess I'll they uh, are. Okay, right. so I got this guy. I got this kid called Armajid Sada. He's the world's youngest serial killer. Now, and now unaccounted for after 18th birthday. Okay. What and was so, that
1: again? Before you said has, 18th he's birthday? He's a serial
2: killer. He's now unaccounted for. After 18, in other words, he doesn't. Nobody knows where he's at.
1: Okay, after his That's 18th it. birthday, nobody knows.
2: Yeah, because it, it, you'll see, because okay. once known as the world's youngest serial killer, Amarjeet sara exhi- ex- exhibited a pattern of disturbing behavior throughout his earliest years. In fact, he was connected to three murders by the time he turned eight. However. Oh, wow. Despite the severity of his crimes, little is known about his whereabouts today, leaving many to wonder where he is currently living and how he has changed over time. Armajit Sada was born in in India in 1998 into a poor family in Bihar. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Throughout the years, his father worked as a laborer And some believe that Sada was also forced to work from a young age. Despite the difficulty living conditions, Sada seemingly seemingly lived a normal life for quite some time. But his demeanor would eventually darken and his actions would become increasingly concerning to those around him. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the first sign. Put your kids to work.
0: Child laborers. Child labor. In
2: 2006, Sada carried out his first violent act. That year, he reportedly killed his six-year-old cousin, the daughter of his uncle. Many have stated that shortly thereafter, he also killed his own baby sister. Hold up! Only- wait! Wait!
1: Wait! Wait! So, in 2006. 2006. He was born in 1994.
2: You said he was. No, in nineteen he was uh, born in nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen ninety eight, two thousand
1: six. He was eight years old.
2: Yeah, eight years old. Okay. Yeah. Many have stated that shortly thereafter he killed his own baby sister, who was only eight months old at the time. That's that, that's that's cruel. Yeah. that's cruel. Even Side though Salah's
0: family, huh? <laughs> Oh, he was tired of working.
2: <laughs> yeah, he got pissed off. But then the <laughs> problem is he took it out on the baby. You know? And the baby was going to be next to start working at one-year-old. thing. <laughs> Even though Sada's family was aware of the child's behavior, they decided not to report him to the authorities due to the fact that they viewed the circumstances as family matters. It wow. wasn't until Sada's killed a third child that officials were alerted to the emerging pattern, the hesitant, the hesitancy to report the boy allowed him to kill yet another child in the subsequent months. Oh. Shit. His parents didn't even do shit about it. They said, "Hey, they just brushed it off." Yeah, just brushed it off. Oh, nothing happened Jeez.
0: in two thousand. Huh? Go ahead. Right. It's a kid, probably. <laughs> they they think like, hey, it's a kid, he won't do anything. Like, hey, who who who's gonna think yeah. that a kid's gonna murder three? You to wait till you hear this. This kid knows,
2: man. Come on. This kid just didn't give a crap. Wow. In 2007, Sada allegedly killed a third child.
1: Nine
2: a years six ago. a six-month-old baby girl that goes by the name of in parentheses. According to her mother, she had left her daughter sleeping alone at a primary school, but discovered that she was missing after her return. The disappearance of a young girl sparked an an investigation. Eventually, her body was found buried nearby. Uh, after After the child was located, Sara later admitted that he had strangled her and even led them to the location where they had recovered her body. Following the concerning declaration, uh, declaration, he provided details of how he went about the crime as well. The description included taking the baby away from where she was sleeping and striking her with a brick before burying her. You come on just picture picture that in your head it's months
1: months Wow. you know how easy it the head was destroyed see but in cases like that i say i mean i i don't know what's coming next right but the fact that you started with they don't know where he's at tells me he's somewhere
2: well he's somewhere he He already did his time
1: Oh, so he did do his. Okay. So Yeah, right.
2: but you're going to see later on. I'm, gonna, I'm just hey, saying,
1: in cases like this, parents should be held accountable because you knew about
2: this. Of and course, you could have stopped it. Of course. They just rushed it off like it was nothing. I guess they saw, look, hey, one less to eat.
1: Jeez. You
2: know, one less to work, you know? I don't know. Wow. All
1: right, continue.
2: Anyway, it goes while in custody, investigators noted Sada's odd behavior. Which included smiling a lot and showing no remorse for his actions. It has always been reported that he hardly spoke during the time outside of asking for a bit of food. In other words, he asked for biscuits, <laughs> and he smiled. All wow, he smiled. That reminds me of the movie Smile. It's smile.
0: <laughs> it's just smile. All right,
2: he later stated that he had been the one responsible for his sister's murder three months earlier and his cousins, which took place a year before he was apprehended. As noted by Inspector Shakhru Khan, I think that's the name, Kumar, all three murders had been carried out in, similar, in a similar manner. Due to the severity of his crimes, An evaluation was conducted. Psychologists stated that they saw him as a sadist who derives pleasure from inflicting injuries. Mm -hmm. Additionally, it was also said that Sada didn't harbor a sense of right and wrong. In other words, he didn't know what was... Sweet. So so
0: he's a sociopath?
2: I'm guessing so. They don't say it exactly, but if he didn't know what was right from wrong... So it does, like David said. It was goes doing.
1: all out to the parents. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't know what he was doing. So, Paul, I mean, here, he's eight years old. He's a child. I'm assuming he doesn't fully understand what he's doing, but the parents do. That's. I mean, that's that's, that's where it all issue. falls
2: on. Yeah. the parents. It goes. Even though their findings signified that Sada was now considered to be a serial killer, the, check this out. Indian law doesn't allow children to be jailed or sentenced to death. Therefore, Sada was instead sent to uh, to live at a children's home in the town of Munger until he turned 18. So he didn't he served time and didn't serve time.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's like America, I mean, Let me clarify, I'm no lawyer and I know nothing of laws. (laughs) But I think in America also, which is why they try to trial some kids after a certain age as adults. Because if you trial them as a minor, they can only be in jail till technically till they're 18. That makes sense. So they try to. That's why they there are some cases, obviously, depending on the severity of the case, they're tried as adults so that they can get long sentences, even though it's still I think the law is I mean, it's still active. I think that you cannot sentence someone under 18 to like the death penalty. You can't do that.
2: Oh, at 21, everything is sealed.
1: Even if they're tried they as adults. Even if they're tried as adults, they can get life sentences and shit. You can't to death. And I think also in some cases, you can't even give them like a life sentence. But yeah.
0: I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking what an eight-year-old sadist looks like. That's what I find. Probably like, probably like the kid from The Omen. <laughs>
2: uh, well, the picture that they have, he looks pissed. During his time there, reports have revealed that he was held in, so- in solitary confinement so that he would not interact with the other children. He also received treatment and medication until leaving the juvenile home. While it was possible to keep Sara in custody when he was a minor, he was able to freely leave once he turned 18. In 2016, a false name was used to discharge him. Following His assumed release, some speculated that Sada had been framed for the murders due to his young age and the Mm. elaborate nature of his crimes. Mm. However, when paired with his excitements about the acts, his awareness of location of the bodies, others have pushed back on that belief. As for where he is now, he remains unaccounted for this day. To this day, so it's crazy. Dear. Yeah, probably you probably. I'm assuming he's 18 now, just wandering around.
0: So you gotta say this on loose.
1: You Next, know what? Man. Yeah, and like usually cases like that when they're kids, um, sometimes they. I mean, I don't know about India, but I know in America, they file for like a new identity. They change their name, they move, they start a new life. Like I mean, one of the cases that I saw, that's what the guy did. Um, some people change, some people don't.
0: So... I go with most of them don't. How do you rewire uh say this is the mind? I don't know. See,
1: but my my thing with that is, is Hypnosis. <laughs> these are pe- see people quickly put labels on things. The truth is, in this world, I believe this is just me. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. My opinion is that most people do think some people do things. Without thinking the consequences, right? I'm not saying this is the case, because if this person committed these murders, even as a child, he did more than one. So but I believe. uh, society is quickly to put labels on people because it sounds like it makes sense. They want to make sense of things. So it's, it's, yeah, it doesn't sound right when they say, Oh, well, this person did this because maybe they're a douchebag or they're just crazy. They want to have an explanation. So what they do is they, they label things. This person was a sadist. This person was a psychopath. And I'm not saying that that is the case always, just in case. But I am saying there are cases where people do things because they just do things and they did not measure the consequences.
2: The kid didn't know right from, right from wrong.
1: You know, the truth is, look, one of the cases that I saw, this kid just did what he did because he was entitled and he was not used to hearing no. But again, it's easier to quickly put a label on it. It's like when you see children with no structure, right? Their parents never set limits and boundaries for them. So they don't know what it is to comply with authority, right? So all of a sudden they start acting out. And what does the doctor say? Well, this child has, I don't know, ADHD or ADD or ODD. Cases (laughs) like this, I don't know, man. Maybe he was, maybe he was a child that just, yeah, people can be off. Some children can be a little off. Yes, that can happen. And accidents happen. And even if it wasn't an accident, uh, you know, I don't know, out of compulsion, out of. I believe
2: he was a little bit malevolent. Huh? I believe that he was at least a little bit malevolent. Because, come on, to beat a child with a
1: brick like look at the story you just read. It proves what I'm telling you. When children are entitled and there is no structure from parents, they will do things, and if they see they get away with it, they'll do it again. Obviously, (laughs) these parents weren't doing what they were supposed to do as parents. The fact that, you know, and you find out your child murdered somebody and you just, eh, you know, eh, maybe maybe it's a phase. It'll go away. That tells you <laughs> that that alone tells you the parenting that was going on at home.
0: A Again,
2: this is
1: my opinion.
2: <laughs> Killing your own sister is a phase.
1: You know, so, but you know, like it makes sense, right? Like they, yeah, no, they, no, no, they you're were right, not. But... They were not structured parents. That's it and again it's easier to say it's this or that and it's you know it's yeah. it's a million labels because you know that's that's the new uh wave now everything is on mental health there, it's on
2: there, it's on the parents because if so if i you know me putting myself in that situation if i have a child that kills my other child you know how you're gonna feel you, you're not just gonna brush it off that's you know? yeah, you, you want to get help for that, that child you need to and... stick that kid in 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 some psych ward or something or I don't know, you, yep. something you're going to do. You're just not going to. Oh, listen, hey, it's, look, it's that easy, happened. Whoops.
1: It's easy for us to say that because we don't know. And obviously we never want to know what that feels like.
2: Well, of course but,
1: so. you know, a parent's like this. You lost one child. And if you, you know, give them to the authorities, you're losing a second child. I, I can see that. And and I'm not saying that this is always. I, I feel like I have to clarify that because quickly there's people. Oh, so so what you're saying? I'm not saying anything. What I'm saying is there are cases that yes, it is mental health issues because obviously somebody who has their full mental capacity, fully healthy mentally, does not do things like this. That is obvious. But
2: who's the one with the mental issues? The kid or the, or the when, when
1: you see that people, the, the people that are raising these children are not taking action, that's where I have a problem with that, because not only you're not doing what your child needs to be helped, but you're also risking the lives of other children, which obviously we see in this case. Other children lost their life.
0: MMS, dude. Oh, what? MMS. MMS. M- MMS, Michael Myers syndrome. <laughs> oh, <that makes> <laughs> 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 <Yes>. <laughs> um anyway,
1: yeah. So uh that is uh you got anything else on that? What's no it?
2: no that's I, I look for like if they know anything and so that they, is they don't yeah, have anything yes.
1: else. That is Amarjit Sada. Sarah S A D A.
0: Um, I pulled this uh, article from Collider.com. Okay. And it says uh, seven killer kid documentaries that will keep you up at night. And they enlist uh, seven kids that have killed in their documentaries. And it's interesting, the intro that they have, because they go, can a child be born evil? And it says, uh, what drives a, a child to kill? A small study conducted by criminologist Dr. Adrian Rain found that approximately 50% of antisocial behavior could be attributed to genetic influences. Yes. Essentially, children are at the mercy of nature and, nor- and nurture when learning which path to take. I agree. But but what of those that come from seemingly normal, happy homes? Can any amount of nurture really rewire a brain genetically predisposed to develop psych- psych- psycho... What? What? psychopath <laughs> psychopathy <laughs> Psychop- uh, yeah uh, no parent wants to imagine their child could be capable of murder what if they don't see the signs until it's too late maybe some kids are just born bad and they enlist uh, the first kid that's called Eric Smith 13 okay. years old and it says on August 2nd 1993 Eric Smith was riding his bike away from his day camp which had not yet opened, frustrating him. Okay. See see there, there there goes the first problem, man. Like, you know, <laughs> the the day camp was not opened. Of course he was frustrated, man. Oh, I shit, am- <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> shit.
2: Okay
0: He came across four-year-old Derek Roby, who was walking to that same camp. Smith decided to lure the boy to a nearby wooded area and murder him. Uh Robies' body was found that evening and six days later Smith confessed. So just because mm-hmm. the day camp, uh, no, well, day camp. So, no day camp? So <laughs>
1: See, so that's a very good question though. Can some children be born evil? I I don't know. That's hard um, to
2: explain. That's
1: you and know what are... it is? Yes, because they also say, like no, yes, the nurture has a lot to do, and yes, there are cases that kids come from good homes, and no matter how much nurture is not enough to rewire the way they're putting it, right mm-hmm. and And it does make sense, but again, just because a home is good, good family. You know, maybe there's money involved. Everybody's well off.
0: So, so, let, so let me finish because there's a piece of information oh, sorry, here. It says, sorry, man. It says, I'll raise my hand next time. <laughs> <laughs> it says, despite extensive testing of both his brain function and hormone levels, no abnormalities were found. The only reason offered for Smith's sudden and brutal crime was the ongoing severe bullying he suffered at the hands of his peers. Which had left him isolated and angry. See, it's the Michael Myers syndrome. <laughs> the defense psychiatrist tried to diagnose him with an intermittent explosive disorder, but this was this was rebuffed by the prosecution. That sounds expert. made up, right there. Yes, yes, that's what I thought. I'm like, hey, what's intermittent explosive disorder? You should Google that. Intermittent explosive disorder. Let's see what it says here. Uh, but this was rebuffed by the prosecution's expert for, this, for its rarity. And it says, watch Dateline's Gambling on a Killer. So that's the, the documentary's name. Gambling on a Killer.
2: Desorden de explosiva interminable.
0: Inter- intermitente desorden explosivo. <laughs> es un desorden explosivo.
1: Say Intermittent Explosive Disorder involves repeated sudden episodes of impulsive, aggressive violent behavior or angry verbal outbursts in which you react grossly out of proportion or out of proportion to the situation.
2: That's like terrestrial. Bro.
1: No, it's basically <laughs> when when it's like I wonder if it's a real thing though. Intermittent Explosive Disorder (IED) is a mental health condition. Mark frequent impulsive anger outbursts. So it's yeah. basically a people that take things out of proportion, like a little thing. And it's like, I mean, we've all known those type of people yep. that are like drama queens. Everything is way more dramatic than it should. You know, they, you know, they get all agitated over little things. <laughs> and
2: Yeah, those type of people when you ask your $10 back ending. They... <laughs> but that's they, what, they that's,
1: show. see, but that's, that's, again, you know, so we look at nurture. And you can have a great home. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're being taught reality of life. I I I think I think that's and this is just me speaking as a parent, as a person. I always believed in, in talking to my son and letting him know the reality of life. And. When when I say reality of life, me, I always tell my son, you are special to me. The world could give a shit. And some people might say, well, you shouldn't tell your kids that. Well, yeah, I should tell him because that's why we see so many kids growing up thinking they're so special in the world that they're self-centered and they think they are God's gift to the world. So the moment something doesn't go their way, they have a meltdown. The no. world crumbles around. Because they're not used to being challenged. And again, I'm not saying this is the case. I am not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm just saying, I mean, look at these cases. As a parent, we need to teach our children. We need to stop telling them since they're kids. uh, Anytime they have these behaviors that they're being disrespectful behavior. Nowadays, They're being told, like you know, oh no, it's okay. Is that you have like an anger issue, you know? So listen, kids grow up with that. Oh, it's okay for me to be this way. It's okay for me to talk to people this way. It's okay for me to react this way. Again, children will learn what we what we teach them. Are there cases where they are filled with love and harmony and birds singing and rainbows flying and you know? Yes, there are it, it, there are situations where all that is around them, and they still end up. So know, and
2: that means they're born that way.
1: It could be. It could be a disorder it, that because they're if born there's nothing with. To, That I do like,
2: believe. If there's, believe there's nothing to disorders. like push them to the, to that limit, then there's got to be something in their brain that's just like it. Just oh, of
1: course. That's what I'm saying. There are issues. There are situations where. Something is not right. It's not caught in time. You can't blame anybody because they didn't see it. And that's that's okay. That's normal. Like in the case that you brought in, they witnessed the I mean, somebody got murdered and they knew it and they decided to sweep it under the rug. But some listen, some behaviors are not, you know. um, They're not that obvious. But I always challenge people with this. We want to talk about it's mental. They're born this way, whatnot, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When you look at these cases. You always look, I, I, I always look at the parents. I look at their upbringing and there's usually common factors there. That's what. That's why I I believe what I believe. And again, telling you again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't know shit. This is this is entertainment. Okay, don't take this as a fact. Don't take this, no, this is everything
2: is an opinion. I here. don't know.
1: No, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Let me just put that out there. But when I see these cases like killer kids and stuff like this, have you ever seen a case like that in PR? Well,
2: not that I looked up. I don't think there is any, but nowadays Why do
1: you think that is.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 everybody's killing everybody here. Like exactly. it doesn't matter. Sixteen, seventeen, okay. this is the norm here. Yeah. Okay.
1: Over there now over there the crime that you see over there, you see the common crime is usually the same thing.
2: Yeah, basically drugs and
1: you see the drugs. same that's uh, what I'm saying. Possible. That's why I say nature versus nurture. You know, your upbringing has a lot to do with it. And as 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 like as Puerto Rico, right, we're using Puerto Rico as an example. As Puerto Rico has gotten more Americanized, you start seeing similar issues that you never saw in PR. Now you're going to start seeing the similar issues that you see here Mm -hmm. You start seeing them over there. As the culture is being shifted to more Americanized. Am I talking shit?
2: No, you're not. A lot of carjacking. Mm, that's that's just the
1: way I think. Anyway, so um yeah, again, I know dick about what I'm talking about. Perfect <laughs> <laughs> word. I gotta, I gotta put that out dick there people nowadays <laughs> they get upset and oh, what are you saying? But my kid, no, I'm not saying anything every situation is different. Every individual has a different mentality, different upbringing, different situation, different diagnosis. So different action, different consequences. I'm just saying these are things that I see. I don't know. My observances. Maybe I'm seeing things. <laughs> so uh, that was a case of, well, give me the name again because I want to write them
0: down. Uh, his name is Eric Smith. <laughs> That's a fake name. Eric Smith.
1: Smith. Eric Smith. So made up, right?
2: It's made up because old. Of Smith. it's Smith. Just... Hey, okay. my name is John Smith.
1: Where's my... Okay, so I, so I saw this case, uh, and I found it very interesting. I found it very interesting, not because of the case itself, but how it was resolved. Well, not resolved, but how it was discovered? So there was a kid named Jerry Alley. I don't have I don't have the information because this is not an article. This is actually one of the episodes that I saw, yeah. so I'm telling you this out of memory here. Jerry Alley uh, lived in Florida, being raised by his grandparents. Um, kid was kind of, I guess, a little awkward in school um became one of those kids that he was um kind of bullied he was an innocent child he you know happy kid but you know become a little socially awkward where they start seeking approval from their classmates from their friends they want to make friends you know if they like girls they want to impress girls. They want they want attention of girls. And being that it's so hard for them, they become very impressionable. Right. So this kid uh, made friends with this other kid, 12 at the time. And John Silva was 15. So John Silva apparently was a he was poor. Um, Obviously, being a little older than Jerry Alley, right. One day, Jerry Alley goes to his grandfather and says, "Pop, pop, can I go to John's house? And the grandfather says, no, it's too far. We're going to get ready. It's going to be uh, I don't know, Memorial Day weekend. We're going to go to uh, Melbourne, Florida for the weekend. So. He goes again, and he goes, you know, can I go ride my bike? Yeah, sure. Go ride your bike. He goes and, r- and rides his bike and he was usually very responsible with returning on time. He leaves at about 3 o'clock, I want to say. 5.30, grandma gets home. He's still not home. They get a little worried. Um, they keep looking. Grandpa gets in the car, goes, drives around, looking for him no trace of him. Eight o'clock, nine o'clock, still no kid. They call the sheriff's office. They start doing, you know, they start searching for him. Two days later, they're still searching and nothing. I'm talking about no, absolute no trace of this child. This psychic. This is what I found intriguing. You're laughing, but check it out. This psychic (laughs) Says, I had a dream and I saw this child tied up in a septic tank. Mm -hmm. Everybody, you know, they laughed. They found it weird. They paid no mind to her. Another day she goes and she sees this volunteer fireman and she tells him again. Well, not again. She tells him. She goes, that boy that authorities are looking for, I keep seeing him in my dream. He is in a septic tank in this abandoned lot. And she described how it was so they knew which lot it was. I guess it was a, there was a house there at one point. The house burned down many years ago and it became like one of those like dumping grounds, like illegal dumping grounds. where People just throw garbage there. Mm mm-hmm. So the guy decides, uh, let me go check. And little did they know, he goes, he finds like this wooden board on the floor that was covering uh, a, a man-made septic tank. And the boy was in there. So he was in there tied up, dead, obviously. And they threw him in there with his bike. Right. So they keep searching. No, no, uh, no suspects. Why not? A lady says, I saw this kid, the John Silva, his friend. He was at the store. He seemed very irritated. When I asked him, I forgot what she asked him. He acted very weird. So they started looking into him. No, 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 no. Oh, so when, oh, when they find the kid that was tied up dead, there was a note inside the septic tank the septic tank was empty was dry Mm -hmm. and it said the note uh, said how to how to prepare jerry and then it said blindfold him tie him uh tie him up tape his mouth cover his eyes something like that so it's basically how he was found dead that's what the note it was like a list that they had.
0: A to-do list.
1: Yeah. So um they find this kid, interview him. No, 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 no. So eventually he cracks and says, He did it. His story is we were playing, we were wrestling, we were playing rough. He fell on the floor, hit himself in the head, and I panicked. He was bleeding. I panicked and I threw him in the hole, and I tied him up so he wouldn't move. Some dumb reason.
2: Uh, that's some stupid ass excuse. Yes.
1: So they uh, keep search. I mean, they keep uh, investigating. They find out that John Silva, the murderer, his mom, she had found that note like two weeks prior.
2: And <laughs> she brushed it off.
1: She brushed it off because he. she asked him. She, she, she actually you know,
2: did. She asked
1: him and he said, oh, no, this is just a joke because they didn't say anything about killing. He just said, "Uh, prepare Jeremy, something like that. How to prepare Jeremy?
2: Jeremy or Jerry?
1: Jerry, Jerry. So thing is, this kid, obviously they find out, you know, because obviously there's forensics and they find that the kid was choked. He did not die from bleeding out. He was choked. Um, So he goes to jail. He never gives a reason why. He pleads the fifth, stays quiet, goes to jail. All right. Six years later. This kid decides to write to a pen pal. And he starts describing the whole thing to this person. He writes a detailed letter. And he says that he kept thinking about how it feels to murder a person. And basically, he right away knew that his friend Jerry would be the one. The way he got the kid was he told Jerry, oh, there's a girl that likes you, but there's a few things she wants you to do before she meets you. And again, this kid was so impressionable that he's like, oh, okay, I'll do anything. So he tells me, meet me, blah, blah, blah at three 30, come alone. So he gets there and he starts showing this kid the list of what he wants to do to him. Again, it doesn't say anything on the list about murder, But he says, this is what I have to do to prepare you so she can come and meet you. Covering your eyes, tying your hands behind your back. All this shit. And then he just threw him in the hole and while, you know, alive. And then he just choked him. And then he still killed him.
2: Excuse me. If he threw him in the hole, he went down into the hole and choked him there.
1: Yep. So he basically just killed him just to kill him. That's it.
2: Just to get his jollies. <laughs>
1: so, see, cases like that, that's where I say, yo, there's something not right there. There was no real reason. The kid didn't do anything to him. You know, it's like he really didn't feel any remorse. He was like, so
2: <laughs>
1: that is the case of Jerry Alley and crazy. John. <laughs> Silver. You know that
2: John Silver was tried as an adult. Yeah. He can only only be sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole for murdering.
1: Yep. But then after that, that's when the letter came out. So he is, I think he's supposed to be locked up. He's not, uh, he can't apply for parole until 2031, I think it is.
2: Yeah. And And watch him become famous.
1: He can't apply for parole. Uh, Yeah, so he I mean he got life.
2: Hey! The people with, with signs. Hey, I'm a John Silver. Marry me, marry me, uh, marry me.
1: <laughs> which I did read up and I looked up that what, but remember we were talking about like life sentences? Mm-hmm. So it was yep. depending on the case, a life sentence is 25 years.
2: Oh wow. Seriously?
1: So that's why they get multiple life sentences. How, how old was so, John so.
2: Silver when he did that?
1: He was 15.
2: 15.
1: So at the time of the taping, I don't remember tried. what year it was, but I know at the time of the taping, he was um at that point he was twenty eight. I mean we can look it up here. Let's see, John Silva. Oh my god, I put two hundred and two twenty
2: <laughs>
1: two. <laughs> I'm trying to see how old is he like 30 now so this was so he was born in 1984 so he's actually 38 Mm -hmm. Yeah, 38 now so yeah that's the case of uh, John Silva right. so I think with this we can finish this episode stay tuned next week for part 2 Again, if you have any information on these cases, I ask you, write it down in the comments. If you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please like the video, subscribe to the channel, share it with your friends. And if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, please share, follow, review, and comment. And again, shoot us a message, follow us on Facebook and Instagram for now. And we want to hear from you. The Grim Fix Podcast at gmail.com. Send us your stories. We want to read them. So I think that's all for this week. See you guys next week. Be safe, guys.
2: Hey. Peace.